Pelicans right now on a 9-0 run. Nick's led by as many as 12 here. Barrett, three-pointer. Bang! R.J. Barrett with a clutch trade and the lead back up to five. Good morning, New York City, the Tri-State, all of Knicks Nation across the globe. I'm your host, Taylor Fuller, and this is The Chronicle. Saturday night, mischief night, cabbage night, All Hallows' Eve, whatever you want to call it, your New York Knicks headed into one of the spookiest cities in the world, New Orleans, Louisiana, to play the 1-5 Pelicans. Playing without Zion Williams, still recovering from a foot injury, and yet to play this season. To add to the Pelican struggles, someone had clearly used a voodoo doll on their star, Brandon Ingram, who, after playing the previous night, was ruled out with a hip injury for this one. The Knicks' regular starters tipped off against Devontae Graham, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, Herb Jones, and Jonas Valanciunas. The Knicks led wire-to-wire in this one, but it was not without drama. The Knicks played each quarter almost identically, gaining a double-digit lead before letting the Pelicans get close again before the quarter was over. The first quarter, the Knicks led by 10 with only a few minutes left before finishing the quarter up 34-28. The second quarter, the Knicks took their largest lead of the game, 16 points, before letting the severely undermanned New Orleans team win the quarter with the Knicks going into the half only up 4, 63-59. Both clubs giving up way more points than they have so far this season. Jonas Valanciunas was a huge factor all night, consistently finishing down low with an array of hook shots, making jump shots, and even a three-pointer in that first half. Three Knicks had 10 points at the half, RJ, Randall, and Kemba. The third period mirrored the first half with the Knicks going up double digits before letting the Pels finish the quarter strong, only being able to add one point to the Knicks' lead. The fourth yet again saw the Knicks in control, up double digits, with three minutes left in the game, the score was 111-100 to 100 Knicks when the ghosts of the Boston and Bulls games came back to haunt us. We inexplicably lost focus, stopped making shots, and playing defense simultaneously. The Pelicans went on a 12-3 run, including three layups by 2021 draft pick Herb Jones out of Alabama, who's been playing instead of the injured Zion. Then RJ or should we say Star J. Barrett, as part of a huge 16-point fourth quarter and career-high 35-point performance, drilled two clutch threes and assisted on a Gibson dunk. His last three of the quarter iced the game, putting the Knicks up 119-112, salvaging a win from what would have been a completely unacceptable loss to a Zion and Brandon Ingramless Pelicans team. Very spooky night indeed. The spirits seem to be against the Knicks all night, but Coach Thibodeau put together the winning formula, or should I say potion, yet again. Final score, 123-117. All right, let's get right into it. Unboxing the box score right off the bat. Lack of defense for the Knicks in this one jumps off the page. Coming into the game, we were only giving up 108 points per game. Obviously, giving up 117 in this one. Um, You know, obviously, our offense scored at will all night. The pace was up. um, But giving up 117 to a team missing two of their biggest stars in Ingram and Zion was tough to see. But at the same time, with so many bench players getting big minutes, you can't really game plan for guys playing free and easy who have limited game film on them to study. 
you know, there was no pressure on these Pelicans at all. Guys were playing, you know, real loose, uh, especially with Ingram being such a late scratch in this one, too. Like we really, you know, there wasn't a ton of time to prepare. We had, we had obviously prepared for for Brandon Ingram. Not an excuse, but, you know, obviously, you know, things change rapidly in the NBA. Mitchell Robinson really struggled guarding Valanchunas all night. Uh, even with the added weight, Jonas is just way bigger, way stronger than Mitch. And, you know, has excellent footwork, can step out and hit some shots. Um, I was impressed with his play for sure. Um, an offseason, late offseason addition for the Pelicans in that Steven Adams trade. Um, you know, now let's get into the positives in this game, which there was a ton of. Kemba Walker's brilliant shooting continued, going four for seven from three on his way to 19 points. Fournier looked great in this one as well, shooting five for eight from three on his way to 19 points. Um, you know, but now for the man of the hour, R.J. Barrett, who, as I said before, scored a career high 35 points, six for eight from deep. More impressive than his shooting numbers were the timing of his shots, all seemingly coming with more and more importance as the game went on. Uh, carrying the team on offense in the fourth, hitting two clutch threes. Um, you know, he had 16 points in that in that fourth quarter alone. He also had a great all around statistical game. Uh, snaring eight rebounds, dishing out six assists. Uh, a few of those were lobs to Mitch, and then he had that clutch assist in the fourth to Gibson for an easy bucket late. Um, in a game where Julius Randle wasn't a huge factor, um, he actually didn't score in the second half. All of his stats were kind of down. Uh, RJ took the lead role on offense. Uh, you know, his relentless driving to the basketball, driving of the basketball carried over from the previous game. Um and it definitely opened up some room for his three. Um, and, and he also, you know, flashed an ability to create his own outside shots, hitting a few shots off the dribble. Uh, that was really awesome to see. All around, not the best defensive effort by the Knicks, but a very encouraging offensive night, continuing the way the team has been trending. Now sitting in first place with a 5-1 and record, the best start of our Knicks squad since the 2012-13 team. Highlight of the night, it's got to go to our third-year man who set a career mark in this one, R.J. Barrett. He had already hit a three, then found Taj for a dunk. Then he used a Gibson screen as the defense went under the screen, still disrespecting him. They got caught up a little bit with no hesitation. R.J. pulled up from deep around the elbow extended, drained the three with 40 seconds left in the game, icing this one, putting the Knicks up by seven. All right, time for some post-game press conference clips. Uh, after the victory, a few of your favorite Knicks got up on the mic to talk. First up is Evan Fournier, who was asked about the flow and if things were easy uh, for this team on offense right now, and he had this to say. Uh, I don't know if easy is a good uh, word. Um, I just think we have a good flow. You know, we have a good flow. And we are enforcing things. I mean, you know, at time you have to because you have to create something, but... Overall, uh, we have a good bounce. Uh, guys are sharing the ball, um, and everyone touches it. Um, the danger can come from multiple guys, and depending on what's going on, or the matchups, or whatever, uh, you know, we can adapt. And I think that's what he means by that. Uh, I wasn't a part of last year's team, so I can't like compare it to last year, but. Uh, we do have a good flow, yes. Next, we have a clip from R.J. Barrett, who was asked about his career night and how it felt. He had this to say. Uh, you know, it was fun. It was fun, of course. Um, 
especially you know that the, the type of game that that was uh, it was a lot of fun you know they they really made a push um, it came down to the end of the game so it was definitely cool to you know have a career high but you know really happy we got the win you were at the end you were clearly making a concerted effort to go get the ball during those last few minutes and running around screen finding ways to do it did you did you feel like you were you were hot enough to where it was like i I mean that was that was Tibbs. Tibbs, <laughs> Tibbs was running those plays for me at the end. But um, I mean, you know, just kind of reading reading the defense. You know, I know that I'm the type of player that you know, can have nights like that. Um, and you know, I'm happy that I was able to show that today. But nah, just just trying to win, really, just trying to win and read what the defense was was giving us. Coach Tom Thibodeau then got on the mic and was asked about that closing effort from R.J. Barrett and what he got from him tonight. Yeah, no, he was terrific all-around game, start to finish, clutch shots, uh, great hustle, great effort, rebound of the ball, made plays, uh, got downhill, shot it well, uh, and that's who RJ is, uh, and we needed it. Uh, we took we took a shot, you know, we got up 16, they played hard as heck, and we knew they would, and so uh, at the end of the day, it's about getting a win, so obviously we're pleased with that. And we have a lot to work on. All right. Time for your team stats update. Your New York Knicks, after yet another great shooting game, are second in the league in points per game, first in three-pointers made per game, fifth in attempts, first in three-point percentage. Uh, such an amazing change from last year where we shot a pretty good percentage, but we're in the really lower end of the of the league in attempts. Uh, to put it in perspective, we're hitting one and a half more threes per game than the Golden State Warriors, and we're attempting only one less three than the Utah Jazz. Um, good company to be in for sure. We're also second in the league in offensive rating. While on the defensive side of the ball, we're fifth in opponent's field goal percentage and fourth in opponent's points in the paint. Uh, you know, Mitch and Taj and the whole defense are really holding it down in the lane. Julius Randle leads our team in points, rebounds, and assists per game, putting up averages of 20, 11, and 6.5 and assists. Scoring outside of Randle is led by Evan Fournier and R.J. Barrett, both averaging 17 a game, Kemba Walker averaging 15. Our bench, led by Derrick Rose, Alec Burks, and Obi Toppin, are sixth in the league in scoring at 38 points per game. Depth is easily our greatest strength and bodes well for the Knicks going forward for that full 82-game grind. Now to preview our upcoming game, the New York Knicks are back home at the Mecca on Monday night to face off against the 4-3 Toronto Raptors, both winners of three straight games. The Raptors, who failed to make the playoffs for the first time in eight years last season, are above 500 for the first time this season and are at that mark while missing star Pascal Siakam, who is still recovering from a shoulder injury and won't play until most likely mid-November. Toronto is led by lottery draft pick Scotty Barnes in scoring at 18 points per game. OG Ananobi also is averaging 18, followed by point guard Fred Van Fleet, averaging 17 a contest. As a team, Toronto is only giving up 99 points a game, good for fifth in the league in that category while scoring 103 points per game towards the bottom of the league. 
The Knicks' top-rated scoring offense and stout defense will surely put Toronto to the test. But with both teams streaking, look for this to be a potentially, you know, very competitive contest. Matchups to watch in this one will definitely be Julius Randle versus probably a combination of rookie Scotty Barnes, OG, and Precious and uh, Precious Achua. All of these guys are solid defenders, good length, good size, good agility. Um, another matchup to look at will probably be, you know, whoever guards point guard Fred Van Fleet. I'm not sure if Kemba's going to be our best option. And if, and if Kemba's offense isn't giving us a big advantage, he could definitely seed minutes to D. Rose in this one for sure. Kind of the opposite of that New Orleans game where D. Rose didn't really play a ton. Be sure to tune in 7.30 live from MSG on both NBA TV and MSG networks. All right, time to catch up with your favorite New York City socialites. Uh, for today's episode, just going to shout out Julius Randle, his wife Kendra, their two boys, Kaiden and Jace, all dressing up as ninjas for Halloween. I uh, also want to give a belated happy birthday shout out to Evan Fournier, whose birthday was Friday. He said he didn't go out, do anything uh, on his birthday as as we were on the road in New Orleans. He actually tweeted that, that he got his DoorDash order taken by the driver and that it was the second time that it happened. Uh, you know, the victory on Saturday night hopefully made up for that. And we hope he gets to celebrate with his family soon. Shout out, Evan. Just to update you guys on the upcoming schedule for this week for your Knicks. Obviously, we face off against Toronto on Monday at home. Then we are on the road at the Pacers on Wednesday before heading to Milwaukee for a big matchup with Giannis and the Bucks on Friday night. Can't wait for that one. To finish up, I always want to keep you guys up to date on the standings. Obviously, things are changing rapidly here early in the season. Uh, for the Eastern Conference, your New York Knicks at 5-1 and one are in first place. Uh, tied in record with the Miami Heat at 2, the Wizards at 3, and the Bulls at 4, all at 5-1. and one, Followed by the 5th place and kind of surprise Hornets at 5-2, and two, 76ers at 4-2 and 6th. And Followed by the Raptors in seventh, Nets in eighth, Hawks in ninth at three and three, and the Bucks in tenth place at three and four. For the Western Conference, the Jazz are up top, five and one, followed by the Warriors at two, also five and one. Nuggets in third at four and two, the Mavericks in fourth, Timberwolves in fifth, Kings in sixth, Lakers in seventh, Trailblazers in eighth. Grizzlies in ninth and the Suns in 10th, still with a losing record of two and three coming off of that finals appearance last season. This has been another episode of The Chronicle. I'm your host, Taylor Fuller. Tune in next time when we recap and react to the Knicks versus Toronto game and keep you up to date on all things Knicks. Thank you for listening and do me a favor. Go play some hoops or watch some hoops. Be sure to support your local youth basketball programs. Basketball really is the most beautiful game, and I'll catch you all next time. Thank you.